Welcome to Meet an African Pastor podcast. My name is Anthony Seitzma, and in this podcast, I interview different African pastors so that people around the world can hear about what their lives are like and pray for them. And most importantly, this gives all of us an opportunity to learn from the African church. Thank you for listening. I'm here with Reverend Magambo. Uh, recently, Reverend Magambo and myself, we uh, wrote an article for the Christian Courier, a magazine from Canada, and we shared about a view of homosexuality from the Ugandan church. And specifically, uh, Emmanuel, was, Emmanuel Magambo was sharing about how the Ugandan churches are viewing the debates about homosexuality that are happening in North America. And Emmanuel is my good friend, and he's worked with World Renew and Resonate Global Mission, and he has followed the Christian Reformed Church to see how we do our meetings, to see the types of things we're discussing. And one of the things that he's been following is our... Uh, our debates on these sexuality issues mm -hmm. and so many people have read that article we're grateful that people have read that article but we wanted to do a follow-up interview to go a little bit deeper because the article was brief and it's possible that some people have some misunderstandings so we just want to to share a little bit more about these issues and um, respond to some of the good questions that people have raised mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll just share a little bit more and go deeper. Um, so Emmanuel, maybe you can begin by sharing more about yourself and your relationship with the Christian Reformed Church mm -hmm. and also how, how you felt about writing this article. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you very much, Anthony, for inviting me again to this uh, podcast. I'm very grateful for it and uh, like he, he mentioned I am a pastor in the Pentecostal Assemblies of God, Uganda. And the Pentecostal Assemblies of God, Uganda, in the different regions of U Uganda, we've been sharing a very cordial relationship with the Christian Reformed Church in North America, and especially through the interventions of World Renew, and uh, resonate and other program and so from and uh, my particular region where i come from in southwestern uganda we've shared this relationship actually for the last uh, 14 coming now to 15 years so uh, writing like that uh, article and interacting is uh, been a an encouraging part because also it to me it's uh, a, a relieving of what the bible is the church the, the, the church being one globally, yes, we have different cultural backgrounds and the different ministry environments and opportunities, but indeed it's one church. So the, to me, the article was very much encouraging. Of course, also comes along with prayer, the issue that we had talked about. And the responses, I've tried to follow up the responses on the article, and I'm very grateful to Anthony and the Christian Courier for that he voiced of it's not only that he they the north american church 
was able to hear from what I thought, but also I've been able to hear uh, from to hear again from the North American Church. Yeah. Yeah, we are both very grateful to the Christian Courier for giving us that opportunity. It was a unique opportunity that we're, we really enjoyed working on that together. Sure. Um, Emmanuel, one of the, the things that a lot of people thought of as soon as they saw the article was the background of homosexuality in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of uh, North Americans... Um, they've seen a lot of newspaper headlines mm-hmm. about homosexuality in Uganda, and they've they've seen things like Ugandans want to kill gay people, or that they want to pass laws to to put people in prison. Um, and so, a lot of people that were reading the article had those kinds of things in their mind. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it would be great for you to share more about how homosexuality is viewed culturally and then in Uganda, and how it's viewed by the church. And then even if you could get into some of these uh, legal issues that have been taking place in Uganda to help to help all of us understand better the real situation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe to begin with, with that, uh, like uh, I mentioned in the article, is that uh, homosexual is somehow counter-culture in, in the Ugandan context. It's like it's, it's abnormal for a person to think that homosexual to us, like that it can be an acceptable thing. The general thing in Uganda is that it's, homosexuality is anti-culture. But of course we have to be very careful to differentiate between what is culture and what is biblical and what is Christian as well. When it comes to the church, the church we hold on to, they, of course there is a, a lot of talk in the newspaper and legally, but I think the other thing we also need to differentiate is between what the what, what the what the society is shouting out, especially through the media, and what is the people's sentiment, sentiments, maybe somebody somewhere and he utters a statement and then it taken like a Ugandan opinion. And then what is the church? Because what is the church setting? Like to the best of my knowledge, even within the PhD circles where I am and other evangelical churches, I know they, that the church still responds to this issue of homosexuality with the Christian love, Christian love. And of course, when we like he, I know the 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 legal the the legal the, 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 the bill that was prepared and afterwards it was actually I think received by the courts of law. Yeah, it had those sort of uh, uh, like over what like he sort of extreme statements. Like, he, but I, like I mentioned it one of the in in one of the responses that really the church in Uganda is not out to say let the homosexuals be killed let them homosexuals die and but he on the other hand it should also be not taken that he compromise this the issue of compromise I think it's the stance that I I was a lot we were a lot in the article to, to know exactly where does this Christian care Come, I mean, the Christian care, the Christian love, the the true love for homosexuals. Where does it end? Where does where does it mix with the 
Christian doctrine and they practice because uh, you, you know when you yes yes we need to have the conversation and this but then when does conversation and care where does it end and where does compromise with truth truth begin i think those are some of the issues that we have to we have to look at and uh, when i i remember the article that's the things where does yes this pastoral care loving and conversation where does it end and where does compromise begin Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's just try to be very clear. Um, I, I've seen the videos myself of some Ugandan pastors who are supported also by Americans, American missionaries or organizations, who are actually preaching that, you know, we should persecute gay people or even kill them. Uh, are those... Are there many churches like that in Uganda, or is it unusual for for churches to say that kind of thing? It's very unusual for churches to say that. Like I'm very sure in my church background, no one would say that no homosexual should die. But at the same time, wouldn't say it's so it's okay to be homosexual. So wouldn't say it. The, the church, the, the 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 predominant thought in Uganda of the church, whether this is PAG or Church of Uganda, talking of those evangelical churches, no one wants to say kill the homosexuals. But at, at the same time, we don't want. You know, no one is saying it's okay to be homosexual. It is so. Mm-hmm. It, that's the thing there. Okay, that mm-hmm. that's helpful to know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, you get. Like you said, someone making a statement, and then it's like, oh, the whole church b- believes it that way, and yeah. that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, in in your church or other churches um, in your denomination, um, if a person came to church and it was known that they were gay, mm-hmm. how would the church respond to them uh, during the worship service, or you know, how how would they? How would they respond to such a visitor coming to the church? Yeah, okay. How would they respond if somebody mentioned that he he was gay? Of course, it would be held, looked at with much suspicion. Mm. It would be held up with much suspicion. And I think the reason here is that he... The conversation has not been going on so people really know it's like it's not been an open conversation so it would be the person would be looked at with the much suspicion and maybe even shunned that person mm. would be shunned and like i said in the article one of the questions that he anthony asked in that article was that he sometimes yes we are passionate about the truth but sometimes we've also not gone we are we are sub we are we've not we follow much sentiments sometimes without being objective mm. so which is which is on the other hand it's a bad it's an unfortunate thing on our side mm. so i think it would bring uncomfortable responses maybe sometimes which i would be myself uncomfortable with the response and the shunning so yeah. so i think um you had mentioned before that that's one of the things you appreciated about the Christian Reformed Church's response, that kind of loving pastoral yeah. care. Yeah. Can you say more about that? Yeah, and, and like what I had said that over the years, over the years, like I think since 1973, if I remember very well, it's when I think I saw one of the 
overtures, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the one that came to the Synod when this conversation was beginning. And what is appreciable there is the, is the clear passion of the Christian Reformed leadership and the congregations to discern the word of God, what is God is speaking, where we are, and to discern the word of God, and also to be pastorally caring. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I think that is a, which I appreciate very much, which is not so much like that in our Uganda culture, and so it may it, it bring out it brings out to those sometimes the insensitive statements that may come not necessarily from people who are. Who, who are actually standing for the church, but maybe people who would say they are Christians, but some of those insensitive statements, like 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 the ones that have been mentioned, would come from our failure to that clear discerning and 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 balancing it with the pastoral care and Christian love, mm. the true Christian love, yeah, mm. and also yeah, there is Christian love, there is the truth that we are living in a fallen nature we are living in a, a fallen nature discerning all that i think we the church in uganda i don't know whether the, the rest how the rest of africa is but in uganda sometimes we f- we go low on that mm. mm-hmm. no emmanuel um i think we both know that um while it is very important for people in north america to hear from voices like yours in mm. other countries mm. We both know that just because you share what the view is from the Ugandan churches, it won't immediately change mm-hmm. people's mind, which is okay. Yeah. But uh, it's still helpful just as people reflect. It's a good. It's good to listen to the, the churches around the world to hear what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, we don't expect it to immediately change people's minds because we have to look at these issues biblically. We have to think them through carefully. Um, but it's important for people, I think, to hear how their brothers and sisters around the world are feeling mm-hmm. as, as the North American church goes through these debates and these issues. So we know that you don't speak for all of the Ugandan yes, churches, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just as you yourself mm-hmm. and maybe thinking about what, what your friends also are feeling, you and, and your friends, your family, your, your church colleagues... Mm-hmm fellow pastors how do you feel <clears throat> how do you feel when you hear these debates going on in the North American church what kind of thoughts come to your mind um, as you think about them wrestling with this and you think about some of the pastors saying that it's okay for uh, two men to be in a committed uh, gay marriage yeah mm-hmm. my Maybe, maybe even if I say how I feel about it, like I want to emphasize the issue of listening to each other being very helpful. Because, like personally, like you say, personally, I've been somehow from that point of contact, like which I made from that point of contact with the with the with the CRC. I've had the chance like to keep on listening, really not uh, not physical listening, but listening through what the how the church has been having this conversation, and it has been very helpful in my ministry and not and, and and the people that I lead, and I think even the people I lead, the people I teach, there is a part of me that is uh, being formed that has been. Uh, 
that has been um, shaped mm. by this kind of listening. So, but then how do I feel about the kind of conversation and where it seems to be leading? The, the, the first thing that I want to see here is that he, I think there is a spiritual warfare. Mm. Yeah, when we look at the church right, right from the beginnings, when we look even church history, there is always been sort of a, a spiritual warfare. Satan always seeks to weaken the church. When we look at the book of Revelation, we know that he, the, the, the way Satan fights the Satan fights the the true church or the church that seeks to be more pure, more more, more true according to God's word, uses um, pagan governments and uh, worldly worldly things, worldly things, and then the devil himself. So to me, what I see where CRC, where CRC is now is like he at the forefront of this spiritual war fair, because in the end. I, it, it's, I, I see that clear, like, like he, the, I, I've, I've used the word compromise a lot, and I, I'm finding to, I'm failing to get a proper word. I, I mean, a, a clean, a, a word that could be, the, could, could be more than that one, because there is compromising. So the question, my fear with compromising, that you compromise. To which extent? Mm. Yeah, there is a lot of talk. You see the church one. Let's have the yeah. Let, let people believe that, and let they let other people believe what whether they whether you have the churches that are believing in in, in same even clergy people who are in same sex relationships and others don't believe. Let's keep together. The the question when you look at that, I, I think that compromise is beyond what the bible teaches that compromise is beyond it cannot and with these compromises they weaken even the witness of the church because in the end it's like there are no the, the issue of compromise to the extent that there are no absolutes we stand for mm. i think when you look at unity in the bible it's a lot to do united in christ united in his word so i think he's even as he CRC decides. I think I have to think along those lines. Yeah, that that's one of the hardest issues right now. Uh, you know, I'm in many conversations with my fellow leaders in the CRC, mm -hmm. and one of the deep things is uh, painful things is that we have it's really a small denomination, it's mm -hmm. much smaller than PAG, mm -hmm. even though it's a big geographical area. Mm -hmm. um, but we're very small, and we have a lot of close relationships. And, you know, even people in the same family will have a different view. Mm -hmm. uh, people in one local church will have a different view. Mm -hmm. Or the church members may have a different view than the pastor. Mm -hmm. um, and so people are really feeling the pain of the, the conflict and the division. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are really afraid that this will cause a, an official split mm -hmm. in the church. And there's many denominations going through the same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. um, so... What would you say to those people who say, you know, why do we have to, why do we have to make this such a big issue? Why can't we agree to disagree and remain united and just focus on Christ? And we don't have to, to worry that we have a different opinion on homosexuality. What, what might you say to people who are feeling like that? Yeah, people who are, yeah, I think it gets back to, 
to what the church of Jesus Christ called it to be. Because the church is the the church of Jesus Christ is called to be his bride, his witness. It called to be unique. So like him like the word doctrine, I know I don't know how it is in America exactly, but I know in Uganda there are people who shun doctrine, who shun doctrine and the Christian practice. So they when you look at it, when you look at the New Testament letters, you find that there was an emphasis on the issue of doctrine. And doctrine is not to be to be knowledge or to be believed only, it's also to be lived out. So while the, the, the conversations are unfortunate and the, you, the, the sharp divisions that are there, but um, then, uh, of course, when the worst comes to the end, uh, there is a... You, you ask, I, I think, they, I think they are the, there should be a, a coming out to say, this is the truth, and I think... I think CRC has been very good on that to say this is what the Bible teaches and this is what we are. So I think there should be a firm stand on what is true, or what is absolutely true, on what cannot be compromised, on what can't be what, what cannot be compromised. Because it's like when they when in the spiritual affair the devil takes you one step, he's willing to take you at another to take another like you say of course this conversation has been going on in many other churches and this kind of splits have happened which we pray that maybe doesn't happen but i think sometimes the way out i don't see where it's okay instead of instead of quarreling and doing all that or less so to me i think there should be a section that stands and say this is the truth let's walk in it mm. this is the truth Let's walk in it. Yeah, that, I don't know whether I'm being because yeah, you see, you have, <laughs> have you been through that kind of thing anytime? You know, in, in the in the church issues here in Uganda, have you been through something similar? It 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 is been there, uh, like but usually on a on a small cases it doesn't mean you know, like wide not the, whole not, not the whole denomination it would be on individuals being an uncomfortable and maybe it may not be so like that kind of looking it deep into it 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 has it, it been but on, on where it has been maybe on like they are they are people we we can't work with they are in the they are in the Pentecostal faith even in Kabale but we can't work with them like when it comes to the they are prosperity preachers whom we, we outrightly will what will shun and even I'll tell I'll stand and tell the congregation this is a wrong teaching this is mm. so, so there is that I think as leaders we have the responsibility of 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 protecting the church yeah. from error mm. yeah and I really think that this homosexual debate really comes into that line of clear error that has to be that has to be the, the church of Jesus Christ has to be protected from I'm curious to know what you think about how the Bible is being used um, because in both sides of the debate in the Christian Reformed Church uh, people are are talking about the Bible right they're going back to the Bible mm -hmm. but um, I don't want to get into the specific passages with you mm -hmm. um, but uh, what have you observed about how the Bible 
is being used, how it's looked at, and uh, any wisdom to share? How the Bible being looked at. When it comes to sexuality and the debate that is happening, yeah, because like at one time, no one comes out to say that he homosexuality, like especially in the church circles, everyone will come to say homosexuality is not right. It's a deviation from what God is what from what God is God is teaching about marriage is. But then what he confuses about homosexuality is that while no one protects and provides rights, look for the rights of the rights of those other deviations. Let's say alcohol abuse, but it's like there is leave because now sometimes the debate in the in, in the in, in the church is difficult to separate from the debate in the in the secular circles mm-hmm. where you have people with with the rights. So even like before you come now to say yes, this is this is what the Bible says, but what is the unique thing about homosexuality? Why is it is why is it a, a deviation to, to be given rights and to be protected? And so then the question when it comes to that, how comes the church also comes in into that kind of bandwagon? Mm. So to me, I, I see that there is a a, de, a a deeper and I know the CRC pastors and they have done these studies far more than than we we have done. But when you look, it's, I think like we, we we force the Bible to 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 to, to say or, or to, to confirm what our feelings are. They are more. It's more even when it when when it comes to homosexuality. It's more of our. It's more of the people. I mean the the pro or the pro the the, the, the pro side of compromising all the way with homosexuality. It's more of feelings than what the Word of God says. So in the end, when we have made it, they say, no, these, these are brothers, we must have them. Then we just go back to the Bible to say, okay, where does the Bible support this? Mm. Yeah. Now, let me go to another statement from our article that mm. people were looking at. There was a particularly strong statement that you made mm. uh, that you, you said um, churches that change to say that same-sex marriage is is good and okay. Mm-hmm. You said you would not view them as true churches. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, that some people looked at that and they said, "Wow, that's a, a strong statement." Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can share more about why you said that, and it helps to get the deeper the deeper understanding of that statement. Yeah, the deeper understanding of that statement. Because the reason I, of course, I, even when I say that. It's not that there is a pure church on earth. Mm. It, it, it isn't that there is a pure church on earth. But then when I mean that I wouldn't look at them as the pure churches, because I would see them the churches that are not willing to to, to follow the standard of Jesus Christ. Mm. Because I yes, the while there is no pure, perfect church. But I, every church ought to be seeking to be more like what Christ called it to. To be, mm-hmm. so it would it would be very, and of course we there are many churches that cannot give any 
true witness, true witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ because the way they can deliver and they practice. So while it, it, the way I would do maybe the disclaimer I would put here, I would not be saying that maybe there is something like a, a pure church, but I would look at them still as a, way, a church that is seeking all the way to, to compromise all the way. So I wouldn't look at them as, I don't know whether maybe I would say, I, I wouldn't look at them as gospel-centered church, churches because if, they are, if the gospel of Jesus Christ is not able to be lived out with the, the proper discipline that is there, the, and then the, a clear uniqueness from what the world is, so that wouldn't stand in a, a church where, where like one would want to say these are our brothers, these are our sisters, we are working together. Mm. It, of course, the, the, I think there is a time somewhere where it looks like a, uh, the, the, brotherhood, the brotherhood ought to be around the truth, around, around, around the truth and around the gospel, not around our social kind of belonging mm -hmm. so I, I i i really would while it, it, it that statement may have offended some but i think it, it really go it it amounts to that mm -hmm. yeah it amounts to that yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's hard and many yeah many of us in the christian reformed church are, are feeling like the same that if we change our position we're also compromising mm -hmm. with the world. So it's a, a deeply painful thing. I know you've been praying for the Christian Reformed Church. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, please continue. Yeah, and I still do. I still do. I still do. And using even that article, I have asked other brethren to come along because like you said, I know this kind of splits have been there all over the world mm -hmm. in the last in the in the last decades mm. so and i really pray that this doesn't come to what doesn't happen to 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 sierra c to to christian reformed church there's a, another kind of issue that people raise is um, the importance of listening to each other mm. in the debate so to listen to people on both sides of the debate and some people are saying why should the church make a clear decision on this let's spend some more years discussing and debating and listening to each other what would you say in response to that the, the, the taking more more years i think as they come to because they of course they when you look at the report, the that is the report, I think, it, it, which is the CRC supposed to debate it, mm -hmm. come next year. When you look at the response that have been coming out mainly, mainly in the, in the magazines, mm -hmm. you, you, you wonder whether the future brings more, what brings more Agreement because there are a few. There are people like even the, the responses where people are really are, are, are really not thinking even about the word. I say they, they, this was so critical. This was so uh, it, it was so unkind. It was so unfriendly. So if like if they came up with the maybe let's listen more. I, I maybe that would would work. But then. Uh, 
the question is is that he would it bring in more because there are there are critical things in the report that have to be agreed on and there are really people who are totally what against them i i, I don't know and they've been coming along all that all, all the time so i don't know whether that could be the way but like we said really praying that because i the, the challenge is that when you look there are two or three other strong evangelical churches in america from which we have learned mm. and it's like they've been going the what the, 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 the same way and then he, and then you see crc also following the same way so but anyway god god is able but he, i do not know exactly because like we, if we, we because they, you, you say that he, now the issue of the conversation that if the conversation should go on more i don't know whether it brings more healing and more mm. agreement or people yeah, sometimes they they the danger that you see that that like people who have already made an opinion mm. this is it this is it yeah mm -hmm. some people say it will just make more pain to continue so I, I i don't know i really love to listen and be open-minded mm. um but i also think that the church has been discussing this for many years for many years and yeah sometime we have to make a decision yeah um one of the things i've wondered about especially you know you and i are involved in teaching here in uganda mm -hmm. and when i was in theological education in the u.s i really went deep into you know commentaries and looking at bible passages critically and getting the context and everything hermeneutics mm -hmm. and um Yet, what I found is that in our teachings here, for example, in TLT, mm. it's kind of a focus on just taking God's word at face value most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we teach hermeneutics, we teach context, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of like, the Bible seems simple enough for people to understand mm. and obey. Now, I'm bringing that because in this debate, it's kind of a debate on how clear is scripture or not. And so it seems like some people are saying the Bible is very clear mm. on homosexuality. And other people are saying, no, it's really not clear, not only on homosexuality, but it's not clear about sexuality mm. in general. And uh, sometimes people even bring up polygamy mm. as an example of where the Bible is not so clear about sexuality. And, of course, that brings me to Ugandan <laughs> context where we have yeah. polygamy still. Yeah. So what, 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 is it, what are your thoughts? You know, is the Bible, is the Bible very clear about sexuality and, and God's, um, God's vision for, for sexuality? Um, or is it quite a bit more complicated? To me, I see that the Bible is very clear on homosexuality. I mean, on sexuality. The Bible is very clear on sexuality because in the very beginning, let's say it would be, to me it is weird to think that the Bible is not clear on marriage mm. because the Bible is clear on marriage, marriage being monogamous and it, it's being a, a, a man married to one wife who is a woman for life till death. They even when they are deviations that come in because of the fallenness, but we see that he, 
flesh that obeys God. It doesn't mean that we become perfect. When Paul comes, it doesn't miss his words on the issue of monogam being monogamous and then being married being between a, a man and a woman. So so to me looking at those things, just that section of uh, looking at it and say it's not clear how I <laughs> I don't see I don't see it being any clear there when you look at the Old Testament and I tend to think that in the Christian Reformed Church they have this as a story bigger than us. One of the things that we are trying to do because even in TLT when we are taking the scriptures you can see like our, our, our manual on preaching is like assumes people already understand their word their Bible which, is, which has been the journey of CRC to understand the Bible as a big story. So that's why to me it goes back to spiritual affair. Here there is a, a, we have to decide to either tow the way of God or the way of, of Satan and his ways where he where his deception, the deception that is happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to bring this conversation to a close. I, I do want you to pray at the end. Mm -hmm. But first, uh, is there anything else you would like to share with those who are listening about this topic? Um, anything you'd like to share with the Christian Reformed Church or other churches that are listening? Uh, any last message, and then I'll ask you to pray. Yeah. My last message is to emphasize that uh, we really love the brethren in the Christian Reformed Church in North America. We love them and we really thank God for the relationship we have shared over the times. We really love them and also to know that it's from my own position is not that there is hatred towards the people who feel inclined to homosexuality, but they if but to to be helped, it the best thing would be what my prayer would be: these people coming out to be helped. To, to, to be helped to overcome that and uh, to walk as Christians and then when it comes to, to to accepting it on the pulpit like in the ministry of the word I still I would be very negative towards uh, that kind of uh, ministry but we pray for them humanly speaking it's like the debate has really gone overboard that's why now it comes to prayer that God himself will protect his truth and his church. Yeah, I think that's what I, I would raise. We love them and we pray for them. And uh, we, we thank all for the relationship, the mm -hmm. global ministry, the global mission that we have shared together. We really thank God for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing, Magambo. Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate it. I hope the listeners will appreciate some of the clarifications that we've made. Let's just end with you praying for my church. I'm so grateful for you praying for my church. And that will be the, the end of this interview. Okay. 
Father in heaven, to you, we are very grateful for Jesus Christ, who indeed died on the cross for us. And all of us were lost in our sin, but we are very grateful to God and to you and for your grace that you have saved us and you have forgiven us. And we acknowledge that we still live in this world of sin, darkened with the things of this world. But Lord, we still depend on you for mercy, for grace, and for opening our eyes. We know that we who believe in you as our Savior and Lord, it's only by your Holy Spirit, it's only by your grace and love that you opened our eyes to see and to know. We continue to pray for our brethren in the Sierra Sea as they go through these conversations, Lord. We pray that, Lord, you will give them the zeal to protect and to walk in truth because truth is life. And we've been called as a church to give a clear witness, a clear testimony to the world. And it cannot be a clear testimony when we agree on the way that the way of sin is better for us to live in and to protect. Yes, we are all sinners and we, we already depend on you for mercy that you will forgive us and that you will change us, but not that we will remain back in comfortable and to be structured, the, to structure the way of sin in our lives. So we pray for the church in Sierra Sea that Lord, you will protect them and you will grant them the wisdom that comes from you. You inspire them and help them to your present to glory that we can continue to preach this gospel united around your word and around your truth and indeed in the love and the center of the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.